the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. It's a couple minutes after 4. We're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. Kind of a cloudy day with sunshine poking through at times on the windy side, too. 63 the high, some clouds tonight, low 44. Lots of sun tomorrow. And a high up to 69. Partnership with Bible League, we're at 420 Bibles down, 1,780 to go. So we have a good start going, but we're trying to finish up by the end of the month. So if you're into helping out with that, $5 a pop is all it costs to help provide Bibles for new believers in Asia, where the gospel's grown quickly, but only one in 10. Believers actually has a Bible to read. You can help out on our website, wfil.com, or call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. Thanks to all who have helped out so far. We have a fine show ready to roll here. Danny checking in. How's it going today, Danny? Good. How are you, Tim? Overall, well. A couple cups of coffee keeping me going. I'm a little on the tired side, to be honest, but spirits are good. How's your day been? All right. It's been good. It's beautiful outside. Yeah, I wish I could be outside. I've been in in the station all day long. I have to poke my head out uh, pretty soon after this program's done. I will say this, though. One of the nice things, of course, as summer approaches, the days last longer. So we, of course, get the sunshine well into the evening. Always provides a welcome way to wrap up the day. So I do love that. Yeah. So, you know, today we have a couple of special guests looking forward to. Mm-hmm. One of them is a very good friend. Uh, in fact, I hadn't thought of it till just now, but there's a theme because there are people kind of who know somebody famous and we're going to be talking to the person who knows the person who's famous. So our first guest, very good friend of the Philly fanatic, who's like a, you know, obviously a, a local icon and national really mascot wise, Tom Burgoyne mm-hmm. is going to be joining us because Wednesday nights, including tonight, there's been this series called Storytime with the Fanatic. Nice to get the kids around. The Fanatic has written 16 kids' books. And so it's a chance for families to gather around and, and watch the Fanatic interact with a celebrity reader. So they've had like Bryce Harper, and last week was Ryan Howard and his wife and their children. So it's a nice family kind of event, and that's tonight on Instagram. So we'll talk with the Fanatic. I mean, uh, the very good friend of the Fanatic, Tom Burgoyne. <laughs> <clears throat> And nice um, <laughs> uh, excuse me, yeah. And then um, a little later in the hour, a gentleman named Dieter Weisner is going to join us, and he was actually very, very good friends. Was the manager of the one and only Michael Jackson for about two decades. And uh, you know, every now and again, these opportunities come up, Danny, where we have a chance to get an insight into somebody or something. Sometimes it's the person, him or herself. And obviously, Michael's passed about 10 years ago, so that's not possible. But to have mm-hmm. – uh, and, and the reason but, – but it's not from a perspective of, oh, I wonder I want to ask this really, you know, the question. What's the real scoop? 
because that's not the point of our program. But part of what we do, as you know, here is just try to you know, get to know folks, build bridges a bit, get to know where they're coming from. And when I read about this new book that uh, Dieter Weissner put together, Michael Jackson's manager, it sounds like it's done in a way that's the goal of it is positive to tell certain stories, certain aspects of things you might not have known. And interestingly enough, uh, Weisner was not someone who was trying to be part of Michael's life other than from a business perspective. I read that he was uh, going to be uh, – Weisner was like a an executive that did marketing and uh, somebody came to him and said – was was Red Bull actually and said we're interested in, in finding if uh, maybe Michael Jackson could represent this. And so Weisner's initial relationship – to Michael Jackson was to try to get him just to get his attention, even get a meeting with him to consider being a pitch man for Red Bull 25 years ago. So he didn't have like his, his motive, his motives were different. It was just more, I'm not, I'm not in awe of you. I'm a super fan. It was just from a business standpoint, it would be great to have him or, you know, it could have been anybody theoretically speaking. So, so uh, anyhow, there's a little different because you can imagine somebody of Michael Jackson's stature or any celebrity they have to be careful who they associate with and who they can trust, which is a big theme in the book. So we'll get into all that as the program unfolds. And then if we have a chance, we'll give some uh, some stuff away with the program, too. And some other news items to, to, to share, including uh, Ravi Zacharias, who passed away. Folks may know him. He does not have a program on WFIL, but he's a longtime man of God, and people have well-respected him for many years. He passed away just yesterday. So we want to play a little bit of that, uh, some some audio for you pertaining to that. Do you think we can fit that all in before 5 o'clock, Danny? I'm ready. Because uh, I don't really know, honestly. Get your shoehorn out, and we'll try and make it happen. Fair enough? All right. All right. Fair enough. Thank you for your uh, your help today in putting all those pieces together. Uh, so we'll uh, take a quick break. We'll bring on Tom Burgoyne, very good friend of the Philly Fanatic, in just a moment. And then keep the conversation going from there. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thank you for tuning in today. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Ah, I can only wish. 409 the Tindemar Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in today. We're glad to bring on board one of the earliest guests we had in this program close to a couple years ago, Tom Burgoyne. Hello, Tom. Hey, Timmy D. How are you? Wonderful. Good to hear your voice again. It's been a little while. I think has it been two years? Yeah, that, I, that we did that show. That well, spring? year and change. It was the fall of twenty September twenty eighteen. Well, you were one of okay. the very first guests, so that's uh, that's still I guess a year and through whatever and a half or something like that. And um, at the time, and folks know your name perhaps because you were among other things a very good friend of the Philly Fanatic, and uh, had a book out at the time called Feel the Love. So we talked about that, and how how is that? That's, we had a lot of fun talking about that. I remember. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Timmy, uh, love never goes out of style. You know, it's uh, maybe even we need it more now than we ever have. So sure. uh, I'm, re- I'm really proud of that book. I know we talked about it the last time I was on your show, wrote it with my friend Evan Marcus, who's a business consultant. And, um, yeah, I'm just really proud of the theories, the principles we have in that book. Um, that they're pertinent today as they ever have been. 
Uh, and it's just all about, you know, uh, generating the kind of love and enthusiasm the fanatic generates and, and how businesses can do the same and how we all can uh, do the same in our own lives. And uh, it's been great. Yeah, I'm still out there, still selling books and uh, going out and speaking and talking about uh, some of the principles in the book and, of course, some fun stories about my good buddy, the fanatic. Yeah, yeah. And, and all, while we're talking about it, obviously the world's changed a little bit since we talked last time for now. If folks are looking to do things, which they are, uh, you know, to, to pass some time and use it constructively more than just even pass it, hopefully, if folks wanted to have some kind of a meeting or an organizational, have you speak about the book, Feel the Love? Can they, you know, get in touch and, and do that even now during these times or kind of all sequestered separately? Yeah, they can. And, and I almost feel like it's, uh, I think companies are looking for that now. Companies and schools, too. I think schools, companies, I think we're trying to, uh, we're realizing that this is, maybe how uh, the world is going to be for at least the time being. And, um, you know, to, uh, to be able to still give my message uh, and do it virtually through Zoom, it's worked out well. So uh, if anybody wants to reach out, you know, I'm, I'm pretty uh, active on LinkedIn. Uh, sometimes that's the, the best way to, to reach me. And, um, you know, we can talk about it. Okay. Tom Burgoyne, he spells his last name B-U-R-G-O-Y-N-E. If you're looking up on LinkedIn, very good friend of the Philly fanatic and another one of those things that you know, people are doing these days. When I saw this, I thought it was very creative that the Phillies have going is this story time with a Philly fanatic on Wednesday nights at seven. And uh, sure, you know uh, what you know about that and how it came to be and, and who's been on so far. It seems like a pretty, pretty creative idea. Oh, Timmy, it, it's been great. You know, I think uh, because of the social distancing restrictions that are in place, you know, it's like, well, how does that work with the fanatic? You know, he's, he's usually out there in the, in the middle of a crowd of people, right. uh, you know, and he's, he's out there, he's high-fiving, he's uh, hugging, he's got his tongue, you know. Yes. No, but it's like, well, how does the fanatic play in all this? And uh, we actually had a, uh, an internal um, Philly, uh, Philly's organization happy hour uh, a few weeks back, and it was great to see everybody's faces. We hadn't seen each other in a while. I had over 300 people part of this Zoom that we had uh, with everybody, hmm. and part of it was the fanatic and, and reading uh, one of his stories, something for our employees and their kids. We did a, an, an extra thing for the kids, yeah. and uh, so we said, hey, you know, we really could do this with our our players, our ex-players, maybe some broadcasters, and uh, it's been great, Timmy. Um, we, we're using Instagram Live, so it's the Philly Fanatics Instagram Live account. It is live, so you never know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I kind of, and Timmy, I like the live element to it too because you know it, it kind of does make it seem a little bit more exciting for the kids. You know, instead sure. of going and seeing a tape thing, it's like, wow, we're on live with the fanatic and he's waving to me. You know, yes. Um, but I will say this, it is live, so anything can happen. And in this world of Zoom and Instagram Live and everything else we're doing using computers, uh, there can be glitches. And as a matter of fact, last <laughs> week we had Ryan Howard and his family. Um, <laughs> On their heads. <laughs> well, yes, they, they were sideways. They were sideways, uh, which was a little bit of a bummer, but it was really cute. Uh, again, I, I think people overlooked it. You kind of had a. Yeah. Turn your head a little bit, but uh, yeah. it was really cute. They had um, Ryan, his wife Crystal, and his two daughters, and they all helped read the story. And this story in particular, um, you know, we have 
there's 16 of these fanatic kids books out there. So I'm thinking, well, we could do this for at least 16 weeks and read a different story every time. Last year, we, we um, wrote one called The Philly Fanatic's Hero, and it was all about Phoebe Fanatic, the Fanatic's mom, who is the Fanatic's hero. Right. And so it was really cute to have Ryan and his wife, Crystal, who's a great mom. They all read it, but it was just kind of funny that they were a little sideways. <laughs> it happens. That's part of the charm, probably, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, the week before, we had Bryce Harper as our reader, and uh, Bryce was totally into it. He was asked, you know, can you, can you do this? He said, oh, I'd love to do this. He wanted to do it in his full uniform, but he, does, he didn't have his uniform out where he lives in Nevada. So we actually had to ship his uniform to him. So he got dressed in his full uniform. He put the eye black, uh, you know, on underneath his eyes and uh, put the Phillies cap on and read the story to the kids in full uniform out in Nevada, which was pretty cool. Tom Burgoyne's our guest, very good friend of the Philly Fanatic. On the Tim DeMoss Show today, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thank you for listening in. We'll keep our conversation going in a moment. We're chatting about, among other things, tonight's story time with the Philly Fanatic, 7 o'clock on Instagram. Uh, we also are looking forward to, before the hour, sure, we're having Dieter Weisner, longtime manager of Michael Jackson, joining us on the program. And I might as well quickly throw this in. If you'd like to win a gift card to Duncan or Rita's or Panera or uh, Wawa, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Something simple, $5.60, enough for a hoagie or perhaps a couple of donuts and a couple of coffees just to... Way of say say thank you to, uh, to you for listening in, and we'll make a number of those winners. So text in as you get the opportunity. One more time: six ten five hundred thirty six eighty three for that brief break. Back with more in just a moment on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM five sixty WFIL and WFIL dot com. It's four twenty on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. WFIL.com, perhaps the app is what you have going. You can get it free from WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in today. A couple of special guests on our program. And first one we're chatting with, Tom Burgoyne. Very good friend of the Philly Fanatic. Talking about tonight and the appearance on Instagram. With story time with the Philly Fanatic, that series before the break, you were mentioning how Bryce Harper and Ryan Howard and his wife and daughters were involved. But if I'm not mistaken, if I have my facts right, the first one was actually the new manager of the Phillies, Joe Girardi and his wife Kim, uh, doing the first celebrity reading, right? They were the ones who kicked it all off, okay. yeah, with uh, the Philly Fanatic's best rain delay ever. And that's <laughs> a good one, you know, fault. And Joe was like, wait, Fanatic? Best rain delay ever. There's no such good. There's no good thing right. like a you know a, a good rain delay. But um, in the story, Timmy, uh, it turns out that uh, the fanatic's friend, Lefty the Cat, takes the fanatic to a part of the ballpark he's never been before. And here, Lefty has built his own little library. So during rain delays, they can read books, and the fanatic you know reads books. He goes on different adventures, and then well, I won't even tell you the end. There's a big. There's a big finish, but I know you're, you're going to want to go home and read this book, Demi. So uh, I'll let you. I'll let you. I don't want to spoil the surprise. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Chatting with Tom Burgoyne, very good friend of the Philly Fanatic on the Tim DeMoss Show this afternoon on WFIL. Just a reminder tonight at seven, it's the next uh, installment of the Story Time with the Philly Fanatic series. 
Uh, part of the fun, I think, is that it's live, so you know you never know what's going to happen, as you mentioned. But if folks do happen to miss an episode, they can always go back afterwards and rewatch, right? Yeah, we've been posting them on uh, the Phillies channel on YouTube, actually, too. So if you don't have Instagram and you want to uh, go to YouTube, um, the videos have been posted on the YouTube channel, which is which is pretty cool. All right, so get your favorite snack and enjoy. Get ready for for that. Tonight, I understand a certain outfielder the Phillies really wish could have been on the diamond more last year is going to be uh, involved, uh, Mr. McCutcheon. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew McCutcheon, Timmy. Yeah, and, and I'm with you. Uh, I don't think he was going to even be ready at the very start of the season. I think uh, Andrew was going to take an extra couple weeks or so. Um, now, of course, you know, when we do play, and we're all keeping our fingers crossed that uh, we'll have some baseball this year. You know, Andrew certainly would be ready, and, and I agree with you. It was a, it was really a tough loss when we lost him uh, early last season. He was, uh, I think, a big part of our club, and um, that was a tough loss. So, But he's such a fun guy, and, and if you are involved on social media and you're active, you'll know that Andrew McCutcheon really is. He, he loves uh, social media. He's a great personality, and, uh, yeah, he's going to be reading the Philly Fanatics one-man band. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. Tom Burgoyne, very good friend of the Philly Fanatic, our guest this afternoon on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com. Perhaps you're listening on the app. You can download it free, if you like, from WFIL.com. So the Fanatic has written 16 books. We don't know when baseball is going to necessarily resume. Do you think that this uh, Wednesday night series may continue all the way through all 16 books, or, or may it depend on when the season resumes? Yeah, well, I will say this. Um, it's been really neat to revisit these books again. I can't believe I've written 16 of these, <laughs> which is basically, I've been uh, basically one a year. So it's really just been going on. And I've been writing books for 16 years, which yeah. is just insane. But um, I know one of the books, too, is the Philly Fanatics Christmas Wish. So if we get to Christmas <laughs> and we're still reading these books, that's probably not a good thing for baseball. But <laughs> Yes. What, what got you into writing the books in the first place? And, and, and has it stayed the same reason for you all the way through? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. 16 years ago, my kids were a lot younger, too. And uh, I got tired of reading Barney books. So. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but also, I had written a couple books about the Phillies. And it dawned on me, well, you know, now that I've kind of gotten a taste of writing and the, the publishing world, and wouldn't it be cool to have a little fanatic book series? So um, it is funny. The first book is... We were still at the vet, and then the second book, we were moving, you know, the Fanatic, you know, is moving. And so we were moving into Citizens Bank Park. So uh, it is kind of funny to go through the years and, um, and, and look back at these books. Now, we also have a, a Fanatic reading program sponsored by Comcast and Xfinity. And for all these years, Timmy, we've been going to schools. We do about 25 assemblies a year. We have over 100,000 kids involved in the program each year. Uh, just to encourage kids to read for 15 to 20 minutes a day. And in these assemblies, we have a book that the teacher reads, and then the fanatic kind of acts it out. It's a little bit of a, a play that we do at these school assemblies. So uh, it's really been neat. I will say it's been uh, – this is my 32nd year, if you can believe it, Tim, uh, with the Phillies and, and wow. with my pal, the fanatic. <laughs> yes. And I will say these books, you know, maybe, uh, you know, the one thing that really uh, I'm really proud of and I really get a thrill when, you know, a dad comes up to me and says, oh, we read your books all the time before the kids go to bed. I mean, it just knocks my socks off because I just 
it's pretty cool to know that they're reading these fanatic books at home. It's one of those neat things. I'm sure that you don't you know know that that's going to happen when you're first getting involved, and then you look back on it and say, "Wow, that's been kind of a neat addition to to the whole package of you know the Philly fanatic and everything." So, um, if folks want to look it up, I'm sure they can just again Google Philly fanatic books or your last name Burgoyne B U R G O Y N E for folks who want to do that and look up those books. Um, uh, and one other thing for you too, because you've been in, probably in touch with the fanatic a bit during this time. So uh, has he remained busy at all? Like is there things that he can be doing or events, or I think there was a food drive recently. I don't, what, or is he going crazy pacing back and forth? Like on the, <laughs> like on the dugout when, the, when things aren't going as well, he's pacing back and forth. I can see him <laughs> feeling that way right now. When can I see fans? Oh. What can you think? Yeah. So. I mean, he's not going crazy because he's already crazy. That's he's true. Crazy, right. That's but, true. Uh, he is. He's going a little crazy. He's going a little stir crazy. Uh, but he has been able to get out and about a little bit. Uh, again, we can't, the Fanatic can't really kind of do the kind of appearances that he's used to. You right. know, weddings and bar mitzvahs and ribbon cuttings and carnivals and, and fairs and all the things the Fanatic does. But yeah. he has been out and about a little bit. We've done a couple really cool things. You mentioned the food drive. That was uh, a few weeks ago. The Phillies invited their food partners, our sponsors who are in the food industry. Uh, so uh, companies like uh, Giant and uh, Half-Field Quality Meats and a bunch of our other sponsors came down. They brought down their, their food trucks, and they uh, had them in our, kind of in a line in our parking lot. And here we had Phil Abundance and all the local food pantries hmm. lined up their trucks, and they just went from station to station loading their trucks, uh, you know, by way of, uh, you know, our food sponsors, you know, uh, donations. So That's great. That was really a neat thing, and of course the Fanatic was there helping out. Uh, as only and, he can, I'm sure. As only he can, <laughs> yeah. And, and then we did something uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, it's, it's Teacher Appreciation Week. It was supposed to be Teacher Appreciation Week, and it was, and we were supposed to have Teacher Appreciation Night last weekend, but since our game was canceled, we had 10 all-star teachers that were going to be honored we wound up picking one of those teachers, and we did a drive-by parade for him hmm. at Springside High School in Chestnut Hill. And the guy's done a lot in the community. He's done a lot uh, at, at school, and we still wanted to honor him. So we got word out. We had about 100 cars in the parade, and we drove by the school, and he was outside. It was a total surprise. They kind of lured him outside somehow, and uh, he was surprised by the fanatic on that lead truck uh, waving to him, and then uh, all his students and and other staff members uh, following it. It was kind of a neat thing. So the Fanatic's been able to do a few things, and uh, hopefully we'll get back to normal soon. Absolutely. Tom Burgoyne, very good friend of the Philly Fanatic, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show this afternoon, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the apps where you're listening. We'll take a quick break, come back, wrap up our conversation with Tom, and then we'll also uh, switch over, and we have another guest going to be joining us, Dieter Weisner, longtime manager of the King of Pop himself, Michael Jackson, has a new book out. We're going to chat with him about that a little bit. Once again, if you want to win a uh, gift card to Duncan or a Panera or Rita's or a Wawa, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, send a quick text to me at 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Just put your name in there and what your preference would be if we draw your name and we'll make a few winners here before the program's done. It's happening on the Tim DeMoss Show this afternoon, WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 432 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for hanging out this afternoon. Kind of cloudy 
not necessarily walking on sunshine, but some sunshine at times. Windy, high of 63 today, some clouds tonight. Low 44 tomorrow, more of a walking on sunshine kind of day. Good deal of sun and a high up to 69. Much yet to come in the second half of our program here on the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. But before we get to that, I just want to wrap up our conversation. We've had Tom Burgoyne, our guest this hour so far, very good friend of the Philly Fanatic, longtime Philadelphia institution and really a national treasure and uh, the the top mascot in sports, Tom, and the Fanatico way back. And one of the reasons actually I wanted to have Tom on the program today is because of this new story time with the Philly Fanatic series going on Wednesday nights at 7. They've had uh, Joe Girardi, the manager, and his wife, Kim, help out. Bryce Harper has done a reading, and uh, Ryan Howard and his wife and daughters helped out last week on their side. They actually had a little technical difficulty, but it was still a fun thing. And then tonight we're talking about Andrew McCutcheon, uh, their outfielder who they brought in. You know, unfortunately, did not get to play as much last year as they would have liked due to injury. Uh, tonight, will the Fanatic uh, be part of that as well on the split screen, Tom, or is it just uh, McCutcheon doing the reading? Yeah, no. It's uh, it, what happens with Instagram Live is uh, we split the screen, so uh, okay. it's, you're kind of eavesdropping on a you know a little uh, conversation, a little moment with uh, Andrew and the Fanatic, and you know it's about 15 minutes. I know kids are might be zoomed out by now, you know, with the classrooms and you yeah. know you can only have their attention for so long. So it's neat. It's about 15 minutes and. Um, it's pretty cool to see the players get so into it too. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and it adds a, a personal side, obviously, to things. It's a, a to keep in touch, just you know, while we're kind of waiting things out a little bit and and see things hopefully move back to some kind of semblance of normalcy before too long. Uh, but then also to see a different side of those doing the reading. That when I saw Bryce and uh, the fanatic, it just seemed like he had a lot of fun doing it. All of them did. So you get personal. It personalizes the players that and manager you can only maybe see from afar most of the time. And, it's a great way know. to see the uh, see the players, and 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 I think it's one of the secrets of the fanatic all these years. To me, you know, I think when the fanatic's out on the field and he's goofing around with the players, when you see the players kind of drop their guard a little bit and have fun with the fanatic, uh, it does reveal a personal side to them, and you get a lot of that with story time. Yeah. That's great. So at Philly Fanatic on Instagram is where folks can check it out. It's story time with the Philly Fanatic and. Tom Burgoyne been kind enough to hang out with us a little bit here. Very good friend of the Philly Fanatic. You've known each other for how many years, would you say? <laughs> it's been 32 years for <laughs> me. I've had one friend for 32 years. He's my best friend. Wow. Wow. Although I've heard that people don't see the two of you in the same room together very often. <laughs> yeah, how close can we be? That's true. Uh... <laughs> well, thanks again, my friend. It's good to hear your voice, and um, hopefully we'll see you out there before too long and, and get back to I... You know, the warm weather is a, a step in the right direction, if nothing else. Having it hit 80 this past warm, weekend. Warm weather, and, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we're really hoping we can get back out there. Uh, that is for sure. The team wants to play. We all want to have baseball. Um, we're keeping our fingers crossed, and, uh, and you know, hopefully we'll see it down there when it happens to me some, at some point. That sounds good. You and the family doing okay these days? Some extra, t- extra yeah, family time? Yeah, everybody's great, and uh, I guess that's been one one of the benefits. I think we can all say uh, it's so fun not to be uh, doing what we are used to doing, but uh, to get to spend a little bit more time with the family's been a blessing too. Absolutely, good deal. Well, thank you, my friend. We'll catch up with you again sometime soon. 
Great. Thanks a lot, Timmy. All right. Tom Burgoyne, longtime friend of the Philly Fanatic. And uh, again, you can check out the Fanatic uh, uh, story time with the Philly Fanatic tonight at 7 on Instagram. Just follow at Philly Fanatic on Instagram to be able to watch that. And you can watch previous episodes as well. Let's see. Wow. So we've had a lot happen already this hour and more to come. Um, something else that's happening tonight, just to, to mention this to you, Dr. Charles Stanley, who has been on this radio station for a lot of years with in touch ministries. You can catch it each weekday morning at eight 30. He has also started a, and a lot of, a lot of folks I think have figured this out. Like, well, if we're going to be kind of you know home for a while, Let's provide things for folks to do and, and meet that need and try to, to fill that space. So it's a fluid kind of a thing. In Touch actually has something called Strength for Today. It's a 15-week series. They've, I think they're about halfway through it right now. And just want to give you, you know, the heads up that it's happening. It's Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern. And this is just a little bit in, in uh, Dr. Stanley's own words what it's all about. They're difficult times. These are very difficult times. But what I want you to see is that Jesus— in your life, when you become aware of his presence in your life, he changes your viewpoint because you begin to see everything in light of his presence. That means we're safe. Somehow, he'll work the things out according to his great will. All right. So that's Dr. Charles Stanley from In Touch, and you can check that out on Facebook this evening and for the next, uh, I think it's like most of the way through June. Wednesday nights at 8. Lots of options for folks. And uh, we had, again, Tom Burgoyne on there talking about what the Phillies are doing. There's a fun story time, family kind of event each Wednesday for a while now. Something else, just to give you a heads up, we've talked about this, but we have on our website something called the Rewards Club. And it's a listener appreciation kind of a thing where we just basically give you opportunities to win a lot of different things. And now more than ever, uh, we're making a concentrated effort to have different uh, things of interest for you to do and to win. And one of the things we've had going for a while is something called the Philly Sports Survey, because obviously it's not a whole lot to report on now in terms of new things. Slowly that's, that's changing, perhaps, and we'll see where baseball comes into the, the picture or not during the rest of the summer. But we have something with this Philly Sports Survey that is a lot of fun. And basically all you do is answer some questions like, who's your favorite Philadelphia athlete ever? You pick the sport. Maybe from the Eagles, you go way back, Chuck Bednarik. Or maybe you like Randall Cunningham or Reggie White. Or perhaps on the newer side, Carson Wentz. Uh, perhaps you're a Flyers fan. You remember Eric Lindros or from the Phillies, uh, Larry Boa or Darren Dalton or Aaron Nola from the current team or from the Sixers, Moses Malone or Charles Barkley or uh, you know Ben Simmons from the current team. Whatever it may be, you answer. No right or wrong, obviously. And then there are things like your favorite Philly sports moment. And if there's one game you could have ever attended, which one would it have been? So you answer those questions, have some fun down memory lane a bit, give your opinion. And then when you do that, you're automatically entered to win a copy of the book, This Day in Philadelphia Sports. It's a really cool book that features highlights and lowlights, specifically in Philadelphia sports history from January 1st through December 31st. So you can look it up each day. And although there's nothing necessarily new or score to report or whatever, you can look it up and see. What happened? Uh, so it's a fun book, a sports history book, conversationally written. A WFL ball cap and a gift card. Part of that grand prize. We have several of those to hand out. So we've had that up for a while. We'll have it up a little while longer. Just one of many things you can do with WFL's Rewards Club. So uh, take advantage of that. Have fun with it and and uh, enjoy. Uh, one of the, I'll give you one example. I have one here from Linda in Seacane, Pennsylvania. She says her favorite player is Carson Wentz. 
her uh, favorite team that she can think of back in the day with the Sixers with Dr. J, Julius Irving. Uh, Julius Irving, fa- uh, famous uh, favorite sports moment ever was the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, which I'm sure is, uh, you know, she's not alone with that. And an event she wishes she could have been at the 2008 World Series win for the Phillies. So that was some of what Linda had to say. There's actually a section where you can rate the teams in terms of how interested you are. And in Linda's case, she gave all the teams right kind of right down the middle from one to ten or four or five. Like So she's like a casual fan, not a super fan, but not, you know, not thinking about it at all. So even that, that's another way you can kind of check in and let us know where you're coming from. So have fun with that. That's the Philly Sports Survey at WFIL.com. We have a brief break to take and... Looking forward to, in a few moments, bringing on a gentleman named Dieter Weisner. He was the manager for Michael Jackson for a long time, and he has a new book out that we'll be chatting about for a little bit. He has a number of folks he's talking to today, so we won't have him for a long time. But I want to talk with him, uh, and he has an interesting story. I mentioned at the top of the hour how he got into uh, getting to know Michael Jackson just from a business standpoint. He was pitching a, a beverage, I think it was Red Bull, that he was trying to represent Red Bull and get Michael Jackson to be the spokesperson for that. And so he wasn't trying to like be his best friend or make inroads. He was just trying to get him to have some kind of a financial deal to grow the product. And then it turns out that he got um, asked by Michael, as I read through the book, to, to be part of uh, helping him uh, because it was somebody he could trust. So yeah, as you can imagine, one of many things, when you're someone of Michael Jackson's stature or anybody well-known, the issues of trust and who, who your real friends are. And you don't even have to be Michael Jackson, right, to have that question. But certainly when you have a lot of money and fame, you have to really, um, it's certainly a, a thing that they have to be thinking about and um, probably have suffered a lot of heartache about. So it's an interesting uh, uh, book and conversation. And so we'll bring him in for a few moments. And I also want to play for you a little bit of Ravi Zacharias. You may be familiar with him, longtime man of God, pastor who passed away just yesterday. Uh, his program does not air on WFIL, but we want to honor him for sure and just give you a little clip of what he says the meaning of life is all about. And I do have a bit of his obituary that was written by, I think it's uh, his son or family member that's on their website. I want to read you a little bit of that too. So we'll get that all in before the program is through. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com on the app too. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL. Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. It's 446 on the Tim DeMar Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in today. We're shifting gears now and bringing in longtime manager for the King of Pop himself, Michael Jackson, and author of the book Michael Jackson, The Real Story, brand new, Dieter Weisner. Hello, sir. How you doing? Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thanks for chatting with us today a little bit. Uh, and congr- yeah. congratulations on having the book, Michael Jackson, The Real Story. I know it's been in the works for quite a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, how important, just uh, right off the top, how important was it to you to write this book? And what do you hope readers come away with as they as they read through? You know what? Normally, I did not even want to write this book. But I had a long conversation with Michael's mom, and she told me, Dita, you need to tell the world how my son was. And there were so different faces, uh, so many. He was not only this mega artist the whole world knows, but he had a lot of other ideas, and he had a very good plan for the second part of his life. 
And that was the reason that I was saying, okay, I agree to, and starting to write this book. What's something about Michael folks may have no idea about in terms of who he was as a person, like character-wise, or maybe only a little bit of an impression? Um, I was with him on the history tour. There was 80 concerts worldwide. He was such a special person, very good. And in the private way, when we went back to the Netherlands Ranch, I was living there for a couple of years, uh, he was such a shy human being. You, you never heard him scream or something. He was, he was a, such a shy person. Hmm. Completely yeah. different to this way, how he was on stage. Yeah. You know, you write about Michael feeling very lonely at times, despite having money and fame and all that. Uh, there's actually a Bible verse in the Old Testament that says, Many curry favor with a ruler, and everyone is the friend of a man who gives gifts. And I'm sure he felt people tugging on him from all directions. How did he gain your trust, and, and how did you keep that trust? How, what did you need to do to help that stay so he felt safe? You know what? I, I really can't say it. Uh, when we came together, it was a completely different reason. I made a, a drink for him, and it was a merchandising product. Uh, it was 93, and he saw this, and then we was prepared to coming out with this drink. He was so excited to see it, and then there was a, a problem with uh, the people behind him, and I went to him and I told him this. I told him the whole story, and then I told him, Michael, we're going to lose our money we invested, and so And he was listening to me, and then we were sitting three hours, and by the end of the meeting, he told me, Dieter, I know exactly what's going on behind the scene, and I would like to see you uh, after this meeting again. And uh, then he told me, I would like that you come with me on this history tour. And, of course, I had to prepare something because I had a company over here. I worked for Lufthansa, for Haribo, for all these big companies. So, but I did it. Uh, never in, in my life I could expect that uh, artists like Michael Jackson inviting me uh, to travel with him. So I did it. And in this time, in these two years, we came closer and closer. And then he was a very shy and a very careful person. And, but after the first year... He told me what his plan is after the history tour and so on. So, And this is why we came closer. And maybe he is born um, in August 29 and I'm August 27. Maybe there's something <laughs> that fits. Kindred spirits, yeah. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and do you, so do you feel, yeah, so you came in a different way. You were not trying to be part of Michael Jackson's life other than from a business perspective. So maybe that, uh, and are you as just as a, as a human being, someone who uh, the fame doesn't phase you, so you're able to do your job better than someone who might be a fan who's trying to get something out of it for himself personally? Exactly right. Yeah. So the, uh, I, I, I have to say, before I was not even a fan, I of course, I loved his music and so, but I was not a fan. And when I see him the first time, I was really impressed. He was a, such a, he had a, such an aura. He was a, such a, a special person. Yeah. So, but it was a business, uh, nothing more. But after these years, I, I traveled with him. Everything changed. Did it? Did and it, we were yeah, like yeah. brothers. Hmm. You write about Michael um, on just on a human everyday level wanting to attend a Celine Dion concert, as well as how we like to go shopping at record stores when the tour permitted, you know, there was time. Maybe think about 
who did Michael like to listen to just for fun on his own as an artist, rather than uh, he just has time for his own music or something? Did he have uh, favorites? No, he listened to all the artists. And uh, he, he did listen to a lot of other music, like musicals and things like this. Okay. He never listened to his own music. Never on the ranch. There was music uh, playing uh, all over. Uh, under the stone, there was speaker and so everywhere. But there was never his own music. Interesting. He listened to all the other music. Last quick question for you along those lines. Did Michael have peers, just for, just for friendship-wise, where he could run ideas by, talk music with, to have some sort of normalcy? I know he's in a different stratosphere than most, but did he have people he could, he could talk to that way? The whole time when we was together, it was very hard for him to have people near him uh, to trust. Yeah. There was only a, a couple. There was the, the people who was directly around him, but he, he never trusted anyone. He was so so careful and so... Uh, I, I don't know. I, many times I told him, Michael, don't be scared and don't be... Yeah, you have to trust people. But he was so... Yeah, um, he couldn't trust. Yeah, I'm sure it was hard. He was so careful. <laughs> I'm sure it was hard. Well, I know you have a lot of folks to talk to today. Thank you so much for taking time, and congratulations again on having Michael Jackson, the, the real story, uh, out and available. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That's uh, Dieter Weisner, longtime manager for Michael Jackson, author of the brand-new book, Michael Jackson, The Real Story. And I read through it. That whole part he's talking there about Michael not knowing who to trust. And there's so much more we could chat about, but uh, just did not have time. Dieter making a bunch of calls today. Um as I read through, of course, you probably would not be surprised by the notion of someone who's very well known not being able to know really who their friends are or not. And um, I'm thinking of, among other things, 1 Corinthians 13, which is certainly a, a passage that is very well known, the love chapter. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not... Uh, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, and it talks about, it always protects. And I think that no matter who you are, just a word of the wise to myself, but I would encourage you as you listen to think, people want to know they're safe with you. And so it's important, I think, if people feel like you're truly for them, that and that when they're telling you something, or no matter who they are, no matter where they're coming from, and, and hopefully when we have guests on our program too, periodically from different walks of life, may not necessarily be a Christian, this is a Christian station, but I hope my life has a lot of folks in it who don't know the Lord, just to have an opportunity to have conversations and get to know where they're coming from and maybe some bridges are built, that they feel safe with you, that they feel that you'll listen to them, you won't judge them, and you can hear where they're coming from. You're matching that with what Scripture has to say, of course. You, you don't want to, you know, not just anything goes in our in our culture and in our world, but it's important that the aspect of think of people when they talk to you this would apply for any relationship, that they're safe. When someone says something to you, you keep it to you. Uh, I feel like the Lord's allowed me to have a number of friends in, in high places, if you will, and other places too, because because of that. They feel like they know that they can tell you something and that you're not going to jump on them uh, whenever these interviews are set up with whoever. I let them know, I'm not trying to get the scoop. I'm not trying to be first. That can be a journalist job. It's, that's fine if they want to do that. But that's not the point of this program. Hopefully part of what we're doing here is an opportunity to, 
build a relationship and get to know people little by little over time and see if God wants to use that. Uh, we have just enough time, by the way. I want to play this for you. Uh, Ravi Zacharias, who passed away just yesterday, a long-time well-known uh, man of God. And let me just give you a clip of him uh, him talking about the meaning of life as we come down the home stretch of our show today. It is the sense of love and belongingness. Wonder, truth, love, and belongingness. I will go beyond this concept of love in my talk to you tomorrow night. But let me just say this, that that sense of belongingness is so real. And that longing for belongingness is a hunger imprinted upon our hearts. If there was anything the story of Princess Diana told this world, it was the longing for acceptance and the longing to find love. And if it was anything Mother Teresa's life told us, it was the love and acceptance she gave to the most destitutes on the streets and gave them a sense of belongingness. We hunger for this. Even Bertrand Russell said, out of the three great longings in his life, this one was the most unfulfilled, the longing for love and the longing to belong. So what brings life meaning? The three components I've given to you, wonder, truth, love, and lastly, security when we get to old age. In our infancy, the sense of wonder. In our youth, the understanding of truth. In our middle years, the experience of love. And in our old age, the confidence of security. And we have found out through life that many of the things we give to each other as security do not really add up to much. We want a beyond something that goes beyond these three score years and ten. My time is up, and so let me just summarize it with this simple little illustration that I borrow from Chesterton again. And I apply it in my own life. When my little children were, three of my children, if I were to take you to their lives, say at the age of uh, seven, four, and one, and I were to tell them the same fairy story, if I were to tell the seven-year-old something like this, little Tommy got up and walked up to the door, and Tommy opened the door, and a lion jumped in front of Tommy. All of a sudden, my seven-year-old's eyes would have become wide. Had I told my four-year-old, Naomi, say, Nimi, Tommy walked up to the door, and Tommy opened the door, Nimi's eyes would have become wide. If I had looked at Nathan at age one, and said, Nate, little Tommy got up and walked up to the door. Nathan's eyes would have become wide. What's the difference? At age seven, Sarah needed the dragon or the lion to jump up there. At age four, it was all you needed, the suspense to open the door and wonder what was going to jump up in front of you. At age one, it's a pretty big deal just to walk up to the door. (laughs) The older you get, the more it takes to fill your heart with wonder, and only God is big enough to fill it. Meaning comes from wonder, truth, love, and security. And God, who's the perpetual novelty, who gave us a son, who's the way, the truth, and the life, who loved you and gave himself for you on the cross, and says, because I live, you shall live also. That's when meaning comes in, when these four components deal with the questions of origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. That's Ravi Zacharias. Graduated to glory yesterday. That'll do it for the show. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.